What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode. Um, just welcome to another episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. I'm your host, like every other time, Diaz York, the voice of Washington, um, the self-proclaimed king, the king of this city, Seattle. And let's go ahead, like every episode, like every episode, uh, every episode. Let's get a round of applause, man. Let's get a round of applause. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. I hope everybody's doing well. <clears throat> Excuse me, I hope everybody's doing well. Let's get right into it. So, um, yesterday, I was on Twitter. and So, first of all, my boy Rod, shout out to my boy Rod, my big brother. Um, but I, anyway, I was on Twitter. So, I wasn't on Twitter for like a full day. The day before yesterday, that I was on Twitter. And um, he sent me something. Like he just sent me something. I didn't know what it was, and I and then I didn't, and then I woke up. I didn't check it. I was like, whatever. But I didn't know why John Wall was trending. Now I and then when I looked up just John Wall, and then John Wall was back banging again. I mean, he was always banging, but John Wall was for real. You know what I'm saying? He was throwing it up. You know what I'm saying? And for those who don't know, John Wall is a blood. John Wall is a real deal gang member. Um, there's some people in the comments trying to say there's no set, blah blah blah. He's not from nowhere. Pop, poppycock nonsense. That man, I don't. He was doing. He was doing things I've never seen before with his fingers. I had never seen a Miller man. I didn't even know your fingers could contort to that. You know what I'm saying? And he was doing stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, and then people. Pose the question of leadership with John Wall, and he's immature for doing this stuff and stuff like that. But my thing is, that's who he—that's who he always was. And if you know the story of John Wall, you know that it wasn't always sunshine and rainbows with John Wall. He, there was a point in time in his life where he, first of all, he got kicked out of the high school. He got kicked out of one high school. <clears throat> Excuse me. He got kicked out of. His original high school that he went to in Raleigh, and then we had to go to an academy. So he had a second chance of playing basketball. It was an academy or a prep school. So he had an opportunity to play basketball again because he was in the streets banging and doing that. So he was doing that middle school, high school days. He was big, been doing that. And then it did nothing change. Like that's still embedded in him. Like you can't change who you are. And I've seen some people say, Why are you apologizing for who you are? And I agree with that. Why are you apologizing for who you are? Like, You've been doing this this whole time, and now you're apologizing. You did because, and the thing about this is, the only problem is it went because it went viral. John Wall was banging on TNT. There's a video. If you look up John Wall gang banging, obviously it'll say it'll be the newest clip we posted by Dat Piff and everybody else. But if you look, if you keep scrolling, you'll see one where it was against Atlanta Hawks. He threw he threw a dime to Brad Bill. Brad Bill laid a ball up. John Wall's throwing up his set. Like, that's the real thing. Like, John Wall been banging. But the, the point I'm trying to make was um, changing who you are. Like, apologizing for who you are. Sorry about that. Um, <clears throat> apologizing for who you are. That, that was the main topic or point I wanted to discuss. Like, don't apologize for who you are. Because at the end of the day, that's who, you, that's who you're going to be. And I was watching the Jay-Z interview, and he was just like, People gonna change, you know what I'm saying. This is a prime example of that. Like people are going to change from the money and from 
they can't do certain things that they used to do. But who they are at their core and what they are accustomed to, their characters and their characteristics and their, their traits and their morals and integrity, that's not going to change ever. So with John Wall, yes, he's out of the hood and yes, he's changed on the exterior. He's changed. But interior, he's still throwing up a set because that's all he knows. That's the family he had growing up. Now, I'm not saying he didn't have a family. Of course, he had a family. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, but that's, that's another family. Like when your mom's always working, there's just there's no one there at the house. So it's just me. It's just me and my siblings, and then it's the streets, and this is what I know. And John Wall's a heck of a player, so don't get me wrong. But I can see I can I can see the argument of his characteristics and his leadership being questioned because of this video getting leaked out and stuff like that. But also, I've seen a lot of people say, "Watch who you call your buddy and you, you know your homie," because that video, if that was your real homie, that video doesn't get leaked. That does that video doesn't get leaked to the internet. It just doesn't get leaked. They people know who John Wall is. John Wall is a household name. He's been a household name since. Kentucky, since the Kentucky days. You know, for about 10 years now, John Wall's been a household name. So people gonna know who John Wall is. And if, and if that's your real homie, that information, you banging, bear, I, I think it was a shock to everybody because you know, now you've for real seen it up close, seen that, oh, John Wall's really a gang member, da 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 DeMar Rosen's a crip. Like, no one knew that DeMar DeRozan was a crip or he was affiliated with the crips, like, or associated rather. I thought everybody knew that. He would talk about that all the time. He would talk about how he's from Compton, right? But he was he was he grew, hang out, he grew up with Crips, and he hung out with the Crips all the time. And it was weird in Compton because mostly people in Compton or the gangs in Compton are all Bloods. Most majority of them are Bloods. He was the only Crip in Compton, or one of the few Crips in Compton that he they uh, hung around with. Like. I thought that was that was a whole story about why why he went to USC because he wanted to stay close to home. I thought that was like I thought that was like everybody knew that. I think that was like on some E60 for ESPN or something like that. I don't know, but um, I thought everybody knew Demar Derozan was a crip. So everybody's surprised when these people are coming out saying that these guys are banging and stuff like that. That's not surprising to me. Demar Derozan, I knew he was a crip. I knew John Wall was a. I knew I found out John Demar was a crip after John Wall was a blood. Like I found that out like right after. Because I was like, well, who else is, you know, in a gang in the NBA? And I was like, well, DeMar DeRozan. And everybody's like, well, Russell Westbrook, too. I'm like, he's us, Philly. He's associated with those guys. Russell Westbrook ain't no crib. <laughs> he, ain't, he ain't no crib. But um, anyway, but yeah, it's just, you're not going to, like, like I said, DeMar DeRozan at his core, that's who he is. Like, that's what he, that's what he was growing up doing, and that's who he is at the end of the day. And that's how some of those guys have learned like that hard integrity, like that integrity and that that street, and that we call it street, but I call it like ethics, morals, and values. You know what I'm saying? Like they sometimes they they learn certain things in the streets that going to school or learn like in the real world won't teach you. Like they learn that in the streets. I'm not saying the streets is not the real world. That's reality though. That's their reality. So their reality from them banging and stuff like that. They learn that. They learn their characteristics, or they, and they learn about themselves from that. You know what I'm saying? So I just I just thought it was crazy how everybody was just like questioning his leadership. You guys are giving him forty million just to bang, blah 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 blah. blah. But I'm like, he's produ he's produced he's produced enough to get the forty million. He's produced enough. Now is his production level the same since he got it? No, he's been hurt all the time. But 
When John Wall is healthy, John Wall is top top five point guard in the NBA. When John Wall is healthy, he's top five point guard in the NBA. You can say anything about the team. He played for Washington Wizards. I know John Wall's top five point guard in the NBA when he's healthy. I know that for a fact. I know he can guard your favorite point guard, but your favorite point guard can't guard John Wall. And that is a fact. That is a fact. When John Wall is healthy, he'll be fine. And, you know, I, I respect him for apologizing for his actions, even though it wasn't his fault that the video got leaked. But I think, and it's a funny thing, because it, and another thing I wanted to talk about is this. People don't apologize because for what they were doing. They apologize they got caught. I will never apologize. Like I said, I live with no regrets. I'm ashamed of what I've seen, not what I've done. So I apologize that I got caught. That's what, that's what apologies are. I'm sorry. Like somebody cheated on For example, if your girl cheated on you, and she apologized to you saying, oh, I'm sorry I cheated on you, blah, 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 blah. You're not sorry you cheated on me. You're sorry you got caught. You know, if you were sorry, if you were really sorry, you would apologize for even having the thought in your head. And that's weird to say that, but having that thought of cheating on somebody is crazy. But that's what I'm saying, though. Like, with John Wall, he when he apologized, uh, if for those, I'm about, to, I'm about to pull it up. Because... I feel, I just, it sucks for John, you know what I'm saying? Because John Wall is a great player, he seems like a good dude, he helps, you know, he helps his family, and he helps the community, and for people to question his, his character and his integrity off of one video when you don't know the story of John Wall, and he's been doing that for a minute, like, whatever. So the apology says, first and foremost, I want to apologize to my family, my teammates, and all of those who've always supported me. I made a mistake, something I regret. I will continue to work hard to get better, to be better on the court, and more importantly, off the court. Here's the thing, John. Do not apologize. You're fine. That was on Twitter. You're fine. You do not have to apologize for having a life outside of basketball. People just think just because you're a basketball player. Like Charles Barkley said. Charles Bar- There was a commercial where Charles, Bar- Charles Barkley was like, I'm not a role model. I think that was a Nike commercial. I'm not a role model. And I think he still shares that same sentiment. I'm not a role model. It's good that I inspire and I want to help people, but I'm not a role model. I'm not. I'm a basketball player. This is my job. I'm glad that, you know, and I and I can understand that same and I can, you know, I can understand that. You're not a role model. You are a basketball player. The same the sentiment is, and I get it, kids look up to you, but at the end of the day, you can have a life outside of basketball. And you're a public figure, so guess what? The life that you have is going to come to the public eye. So when you see people like this doing stuff, they're not role models. He wants to have a positive influence on his community and stuff like that. He wants to give back, but that doesn't mean he's a role model. Because everybody's like, well, don't follow what John Wall is doing. There's some things that you want to follow. Like Charles Barkley is a good guy. John Wall is a good guy. But if John Wall is a gang member, you do not want your kid being a gang member. Are affiliated with that type of stuff. You just don't. So, like I said, John Wall is not a role model. Most majority of the NBA players aren't role models because they have stuff that you won't want your kids doing, period. I shouldn't say that, 
But I know a lot of them feel the pressure of why do I have to be a role model for somebody else's child? You know what I'm saying? And for me, a, a role model is kind of like it's murky waters just because it's like with a role model, it's not necessarily about um, people just think the actions of a role model is like that's what you're supposed to follow. Like I'm, I look at it more as just character. Character. Like Tupac, I consider Tupac as. I, I used to call him my idol, but now I look at him as a role model. And I don't look at him for a role model for what he's done in his life. He shot people. He shot at people. He's been shot. He's been to jail. Obviously, he's been wrongfully accused of going to jail and stuff like that. But nonetheless, he's been to prison. I don't want to go to prison. I don't want to have felonies or misdemeanors. I just don't. That's just not the life I want to lead. But as far as everything he stood for, his character and his traits and what he believed in, and he died behind what he was believing in. Same with Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hussle was a gang member. Nipsey Hussle was a rolling 60s crip. I don't want to be a role. I don't, I, don't want, I don't want to be a 60s. You know what I'm saying? But what he stood for and he died behind what he was standing for, I respect that. I admire that. I look up to that. The gang stuff was just, you know, because that's what he just has. That was just circumstances he was dealt with. And that's just what he had to do to survive, which is nothing is wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? But as far as me being a gang member, I'm not doing that. But that's what I consider a role model. It's more about character traits than just the um, external stuff. You know what I'm saying? I think that's very important for people to understand that. I don't, you don't have to be, like I said, I, I want to be a role model from the simple fact of, and I feel like I am a role model. People look up to me. For the simple fact of just my character and how I hold myself. And role models typically, people think role models typically have a a certain age group group that they need to be in. But truth be told, role models can be, anybody can be a role model. You know what I'm saying? Anybody can be a role model. Your own peers can be role models to you. You know what I'm saying? It don't even matter. And calling somebody your role model nowadays is just big bro. You know what I'm saying? That's just somebody you look up to. That's big bro. You know what I'm saying? So it's a weird thing for NBA players to be a role model. I think some of them are. But I think also they're also human beings and they also want to have a life of their own. And we have to respect that and give them that life. You know? You, but you get famous for you get rich. So there's a lot of people that out there that do things that... You know what I'm saying? Ain't always in the best interest of the public like this right here. But John Wall understands that he needs to show up better. If, if that's the case for John Wall, you know, if he wants to show up better, I'm saying don't apologize. You apologize, you got caught. In my, it sounds like he just apologized, he got caught. You know, he got caught up doing that stuff on camera. That's, like that's what it is. There's some things that people don't need to know about you. And he's apologizing for that. Those things that people don't you don't need to know. So I'm apologizing that you've seen it. That's what he's saying. He's apologizing because you've seen me gang throwing up my phone on my set. You've seen that, and that is my fault for me allowing that to even air. You know what I'm saying? But don't apologize for who you are. And and I don't think he is. But don't apologize for who you are. I would if it was me. I just said a simple tweet. I'm sorry y'all had to see that. It won't happen again. I'll keep everything. I'll keep that side of me in-house because you guys don't care about that side of me. But then that's the thing. You don't care about me. If that's the case, if you don't if you don't care about me 
banging and stuff. And I feel like people that are like, well, he needs to get out of that. You, it's too late. I'm not going to say it's too late, but once you're in it, you're in it. Like, it's not, it's an everyday thing. Like, he's still doing what he wants to do with his life. He's still in the NBA. He's still making millions of dollars. It's not like he's selling, you know, drugs or anything. He's doing, he's just doing this. And if you know the real history behind Crips and Bloods, it was never meant for the drugs and stuff like that. That was just a way of survival in an end to meet and to make ends meet. No, so anyway, it was make make ends meet, right? Then the gang, they started, it was a gang because they weren't protection. The Bloods started after the Crips, but the Crips wanted protection from the police. So that's why it started a gang, quote unquote gang, a group of people. But the Bloods were protection from the Crips and the police, but the Crips were formed from protection, for protection from the police. So that's how that happens. You know what I'm saying? So it's all protection. It's just protection one another. It's protecting one another, excuse me. But the drugs and the, the, the stuff, robbing and stuff like that, that is just a means to an end. That's just for survival purposes. Because if I, And I know gang members. I know people in the street. They tell you all the time, I don't want to, I don't want to be in the streets. This is just me. This is I don't want to be in a gang. I'd rather be do some do something totally different. You know what I'm saying? And they tell me, do not fall into the same traps. Do not do this because you're fine. You're going to go to school. You're going to do great things and stuff like that. You stay over there. I'll stay over here. So they protect people. They're protecting people without even really protecting them. They're just telling them don't get caught up in this stuff because it's not for the faint of heart. And once you're in it, you cannot get out of it. It'll be either dead. You'll either be in a box six feet somewhere. Or you'll be in prison. 12 by 8. And that's real. You know what I'm saying? So, I know guys that are in the streets telling me, like, man, like, it's not even worth it. It's not even worth it. You don't know what you're going to eat next. You don't. You know what I'm saying? It's not worth it. You know what I'm saying? So, for John, if you listen to this, don't apologize for who you are. And I know you're not apologizing for who you are. But, at the end of the day, be you. And be true to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Be true to yourself. But um, the next topic I wanted to talk about was just school. I didn't have that many topics to talk about. It was slow, slow. It was a slow news week. But school, school, because, you know, everybody's going back to school. And school, school's starting to start up pretty soon and stuff like that. And, you know, I just feel I, we're, we're caught up in a weird, it's weird. And I can see, I can see it. And I know I, you don't think too heavy of it with this certain stuff, but I, I see the pattern that school is going in, and it, it sucks. It really sucks. Like, college should be free. And first of all, the whole country and the way the country's set up is just ass backwards. I'm just, I'll just say that. Think it because put it in perspective, right? You're going to school for four years. And also, before I throw this, before I start my little rant or tangent, this will be a short episode, but um, shout out to all the community college teachers. First of all, people, we need to, as a community, we need to really not shun community colleges, you know? Not because I'm going to one, but just because people don't, just don't understand them. Just I'm in the middle, you know what I'm something. But anyway, um, we need to really 
push the narrative of going to a community college. First of all, it's cost effective. It won't cost you that much. You can pretty much pay for community college with financial aid. And it's a discount if you are in state. And you pretty much get the same, you get similar education as if you went to a four-year for two years. You know what I'm saying? And then you can still transfer to the four-year. That's what I'm doing. And everybody's like, that's smart. I'm like, yeah, I thought about this when I was in the ninth grade. When I found out how much college costs, I said, absolutely not. This is nothing. This is something I do not want to jump my head. I don't want to jump in the deep end right away. There's just no way. This, that doesn't even make sense. I, you can't. I can't. I cannot do that. There's some people out there that are ready for college mentally. I was going to go to college in the fall. I'm going to go to college in the wintertime. You know why? Because I'm not mentally prepared. I am not mentally prepared for any of that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just not mentally prepared. And that's why I'm going to college in the wintertime. But anyways... It's crazy to me to think about all that stuff, you know? Like, you go to school for four years, especially now, like, with this whole COVID and the uncertainty of this country and the state we're in, you have to go to school for four years, right, online, and it's like... You're scratching your head, like, how is this even, like, well, how? You know what I'm saying? Like, how? Like, how am I going to be able to pay for this? You have to pay for room and board, and you're not even at your dorm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, to me, is a scam. It's not a scam. It's a business. I wouldn't call it a scam anymore. I'm going to stop calling it a scam. The real scam is when you get outside of college, when you get your bachelor's degree, your master's degree, and then the job that you want, all the work that you did in college, doesn't really train you for the job that, you, that you're trying to get because at the end of the day, well, I'm not going to say it all the time, well, some jobs. Majority of the jobs will just train you the way they want you to be trained in the way to do the work. Unless you're like being a lawyer or a journalist or a broadcaster or something, just something like what I'm doing. I'm trying, I'm broadcasting, right? So you have to go through communications and public speaking and all that type of stuff. Like you have to learn how to do that, right? So... That's a skill. You and you obtain those. That's a skill to me. And then, like you're being a lawyer, like you have to defend people or put people away, or you could be a business lawyer, whatever the case may be. Like there's other things you need to do. And I feel like school, that type of school, helps you with that. You know what I'm saying? So there's certain type of areas. If you know what you're doing, pursue that. I'll say that. You know, because school is not for everybody. And a lot of people get go to college and like I don't know what I want to do. So then they get a bachelor's degree for something that they don't really want to do, or a master's degree, and then. They go, they go to work, they get trained to, to do a job that they didn't have the degree in. And I'm like, so you, so you wasted four years of your life. You know what I'm saying? And then, oh my God. It's a quick episode because it's very blowing up. But anyway, I don't have to explain my, myself. My current McGregor. I'll have to take this chance to apologize to nobody. But anyway, it's just, I just feel like that outside of college is a scam not college itself college is very it's 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 a network it's a tool it's all about networking and knowing people it's not necessarily even about um you know what i'm saying it's just about knowing the right people and you know the right people you can get in the right doors and that's very important for college it's very important for people period you know what i'm saying i'm not knocking college um i think education should be free though i don't think i don't think there should be a price tag on education once you put a price cycle education, people that are 
that can't particularly afford college and that do want to go to college, that shuns them away. And you want those people out there getting an education, you know what I'm saying? Because they're really looking forward to having college and being the first one to break barriers or whatever the case may be. They're the first. They want to be the first. And they have good grades, good SAT score, ACT scores, and the whole nine, right? They're well involved in their community, but they can't afford it. So they don't go. And that, but then see how it all ties back together because if you, um, instead of saying that the four year, if you don't go to a four year, you feel like you're a failure. If you go to a two year, you'll be fine. The kids can apply for financial aid and then go to the two year. We don't put the two years in front of more people. I know Seattle, I know Seattle schools are doing. If you want you your uh, first year community college, your two your two years is free at community college. School's free. You go to a Seattle school, school's free. And I said that is super cool, because a lot of kids are not trying to go to community colleges because they feel like, I, and, and it sucks because it's, it's the, the community college is really the middleman. It's the middle ground. Like, but no one goes. No one wants to do the middle ground because they feel like it's less than Washington or Wazoo or Seattle U or whatever the case may be. The problem, the thing, the thing, the beauty about community colleges, it's cheaper. You have, you're going to school, you're getting your two, you're getting a two-year degree, and you can have the option to transfer or to go strictly into the workforce. But you have a degree, you have your associate's degree. You know what I'm saying, and that's very, very important. But a lot of people don't understand that, and a lot of people feel like. Either it's either I work or I go to a four year. There's no middle. You know what I'm saying? And to me, that's like that. And and that's taught in school. Because people will talk about community colleges for like 10 minutes. There needs to be like a college fair for community colleges. These guys can really help. These guys help people. You know what I'm saying? And it's not a bad plan to go to a community college. It's not. College is college. At the end of the day, college is college. This all they're all colleges and it's all BS and they all want your money at the end of the day. But if you want to go to school and you want to, you know, let's say you don't want to go to a university, like a four year, you have your associate's degree, you can potentially get a job that pays pretty well and you won't have no debt. That's another way to do it. You know what I'm saying? So there's always ways to do it. And now these community colleges, now they're just colleges. Now they offer four year programs. Now they offer bachelor's degrees. And then you could transfer to another school to get them, to get your master's. They 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 accept those now, you know. And I feel like that's even that's way more cooler. But they don't put that in front of anybody's face, and it, and it sucks because now you're you're cutting off people that may be in, in not like high income families, kids and not in non um, and low income families that don't have an opportunity to go to school. Where does that leave them? You don't care about them, right? You care about their money, you know? So it sucks. It's it's all it's all weird and I want people to understand that. I'm here for the the middleman. The middleman needs to get paid, and I feel like the way to do that is if you put your tax dollars into the right areas. I'm not saying, you know, everybody's like, well, defund the police. Well, I'm not saying don't defund them, but cut their budget down, maybe cut it in half. You know what I'm saying? And allocate that towards the, the professors and the, you know what I'm saying? Instead of instead of pinching into everybody, because guess we're paying them. We're paying the police to not do their job. 
you know, and I know I'm kind of going over the place, but it all, it all ties together. But we're paying the police to do their jobs, but like halfway do their jobs. They're 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 one foot in the door, one foot out of the door. You know what I'm saying? We're paying their pensions, and we're not paying the community college teachers and the university professors. We're not paying those. We're not paying. We're not paying the professors at both community colleges and universities. We're not paying them. You know what I'm saying? We're paying them out of pocket. You know what I'm saying? But we need to pay them with the tax dollars, that, the hard-earned money that we make. We need to pay them with that. I'm not saying defund the police. I'm saying maybe cut their budget about 45%. You cut the budget 45% and the taxes we go to the professors from community colleges and from universities, guess what? Everybody's happy because we now we know the money is going back to the people that are going to give us education. But even then, colleges still don't prepare you for life. They might, they might prepare you for a job or a career, but there's more than just a job or a career. You have to fo- focus on your life. There's life outside of this. You know what I'm understand me? There's life. If I had a say in how to change colleges, here's the thing. It's and that is, this is what I'm talking about. The the um the business side of it. They want they want your money, and this is, and I think this is a reason. One of the reasons why they stop. They 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 won't accept. They not they won't accept. They'll accept it, but it's not a requirement to have an SAT or ACT to extend an SAT or ACT. It's not required to go to, it's not required for a university. It's not required no more. So it's really about your grades. Do you play sports? And, what, and, and how do you show up in the community? That's what that boils down to. You know what I'm saying? And it, that's real. Like, and, and that's real. Like, you don't have to do that no more. And I'm just like, well, why did it change? A, a year it changed. At first, you didn't have to pass the state test. To um, go to the next grade or to whatever the case may be. And then now it's you don't need an SAT or ACT score in order to go to college. I know a lot of people that like didn't do particularly well in the ACT or SAT, right? But then wanted to go to college. But then they couldn't because they, they didn't want to, they were too embarrassed in their scores or whatever, or they didn't get accepted or whatever the case may be, right? But now you don't have to send those. And I applaud colleges for doing that. Majority of them do that because that's a deal breaker for a lot of kids. It's make or break for those guys. And now that you give them an opportunity to like opt out and just focus on strictly on their grades and stuff, but also it makes them more cutthroat. It's the same as just having like, it's the same. It's really the same as having a high SAT score. It's cutthroat. You know, everybody's going to want to apply now because I have good grades and I don't have to take the SAT. You know, also, now you're letting in more people. More people are starting to come into school. So now it's like more people equals what? Cha-ching, cha-ching, more money. More people equals more money. More people that enroll and get accepted, more money. So there's always just there's pros and cons. And I was just thinking about that today. And I was just like, this is kind of, it's weird that we big up school, but we don't big up how to take care of ourselves and take care of our money. We don't big that up enough. Financial freedom is very important. Financial freedom is very, very important. You know what I'm saying? And it's weird that we don't big up that. That we don't big up that whole process, you know? Like, that's just as important as getting an education. 
Because you can get an education, like I said. You could get a master's degree, but you're in debt. And if you ask me, I'd rather take six figures, no debt, and probably have no degree or an associate's degree than to have a master's degree, but I'm in debt. And I work some dead-end job that I don't want to have. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want that. I would have financial freedom, make six figures, and I'm comfortable. You know, I'm chilling. And I can do whatever I want to do with the money I have, you know? And then instead of just, it's just, school doesn't teach you that. And for colleges, school, first of all, tuition, so tuition and paying for school should be free. That should be paid by our parents and the people, the tax, you know, the tax breaks and the tax cuts. That should be paid from the people and from the billionaires, millionaires, trillionaires, whomever, should be paid by the people. School should be paid by the people. It shouldn't be paid by the person that's going to school. It should be paid by the people. Not the person, but the people. Collective whole. Yes, you. Yes, you. The, uh, the postman, the garbage man, the whomever, man, you know? The mechanics. You. We need to take care of one another. That's the only way we're going to survive and hopefully make the next generation better. But everybody's salty because no one else helped them. But it ain't about you no more. It's about the next people. You know what I'm saying? I'm still a little too salty that nobody helped me. But it ain't about me no more. It's about helping my cousins that are 11, 12 years old. It's about helping their friends and their, and their friends. You see what I'm saying? It's a, it's, it's a rollback effect. You got to help the people that will come after you. You know what I'm saying? The people that didn't help you before, oh well. You got to help the people that help. You got to help the people that, that will come after you. And that starts with the mechanic. That starts with the postman. That starts with the the uh, the botanist, the beautician, the, the barber. It starts with you. You you have to help us. You have to help us. We will make this world a better place if you just help us. And I think it's, that's why I'm saying why I said it's ass backwards is because we're not helping. the The domino effect of not being helped is rolling back on us. We don't want to help the younger generation because... The previous generation didn't help us. We got to help them. <laughs> they need our help. They can't ask help for the generation um, before us. They can't ask them no more because they don't even care. They're so out of touch with what's going on from the younger generation that they can't even help. We got to help them. You know what I'm saying? And that's very important. But, you know, um, but if I had a way with school, tuition's free. Paid by the taxes. And that we give, we, we give the money to the government. They give the money to the the professors and all teachers and all that stuff. So school should be free across the board. But to wish a room and board, that should be rent. It should be rent. It should be rent. It should be like, you know what? We're going to give, if you're in a dorm with two people, okay, or with a, with a person, okay, that's totally fine. This is the rent. You guys figure out how it's going to happen. Because if not, we're going to, with school still free, come to school, but we don't know where you're going to live. We don't know where you're going to sleep at. So then you have to balance. You have to learn how to balance school and I'm pretty sure room and board is like that but it's not because you could just take a loan a student loan and then you're fine you can pay room and board with that student loan but it's an interest rate and it, it comes back to bite you at the end of the day but let's say the rent's 250 I mean 2500 right the rent's 2500 between two people what's that 1200 1200 a month you get that part time yeah yeah or even two racks a thousand a month, that's just rent. You know what I'm saying? And in, in any in any other subscription that you guys have and all that stuff, you know, we'll, heck, we'll even give you an apartment. Be like, here's the rent. Pay that. You know what I'm saying? 
But that's how I would have done it. That's how I would do it. That prepares you about bills and just life skills. You know what I'm saying? Bills and life skills is what we need to learn as a younger generation. Bills and life skills. Learn money management, financial freedom is very important because at the end of the day, that's the only way you're really free. You're only free from financial stability. You're not free from blowing your money and you know, no, you're free from financial stability and that's what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? And this is the rollback. What's the rollback effect? We have to help each other. We have to help the not the next generation and we got to help ourselves. And that's what it is. And that's what it takes. And I'm down for it, but I don't know if everybody else is. But if you listen to this episode, I'm assuming that you're down for the cause and that you want to help people and help yourself. But anyway, that was it. You know, quick, short episode. You know, I didn't have a lot to say for today, but I wanted to put out some type of content, some type of some good words, some food for thought for everybody out there that's listening to this episode. But this is, I mean, that just about wraps it up. This is another episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. I am your host, Diaz York, the voice of Washington, the self-proclaimed king, the voice of the city of Seattle. And I will see you guys next time. Peace.